Hello, family and friends. I'm excited today to have Jason and Angie Willem with us all the way from Evansville, Indiana, on the east side of the town. They're not out there with the cake eaters, but they're close out there in that area. And Jason and Angie are good church friends. And, you know, we had them over with some friends recently. And I had asked folks there about to maybe share a message on my podcast sometime about what God has done for you. And so, and I've been bugging Angie for a while to try to share on the podcast. And so we're here today to do that. And you know, I'm excited about having you guys. You guys are been a blessing to our church. And so I'm just going to kick it over to Angie to start with. And it's going to take us a few sessions here to get this all in. But I'm just going to kick it over here to, to Angie to start us out. Okay. Hi, my name is Angie and I am married to Jason. We have three amazing children. I'm a teacher at a Christian school and I grew up in a dysfunctional home full of chaos, confusion, divorce, and abuse. And so that's kind of where my heart is and where I am starting the story from. Angie and I, we met 38 years ago. So I guess you could say we, uh, we've been friends for 38 boyfriend and girlfriend for 27, married for 25. Uh, We have three amazing grown children, uh, 21-year-old son and 18-year-old twins. And I'm a low-voltage technician for a fire and security company. And I grew up in a Christian home. My grandfather uh, started a church, actually was called into the ministry. He left a large denominational church and was called to be a pastor and he actually started having prayer meetings in his home and then started having full-blown church services in his garage and I remember being a young boy and going over there mom and dad of course taking me and seeing my grandfather and early on in in that ministry being involved in all of that so I grew up in the faith haven't always followed and walked the way I should I guess there was a little bit of a falling away prior to me meeting, or actually I already knew Angie, it's just before we started dating, there was a little bit of a falling away. You know, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I kind of wandered off the reservation, so to speak, and got a little lazy. And so my commitments weren't there. And so it wasn't really until we had children that Mm -hmm. the commitment level increased. Uh, with faith. I, you know, I'd already kind of knew where I needed to be. It's just that I wasn't making those commitments and being faithful the way I should be. So anyway, we made a commitment to each other and to, uh, and to God at that moment in time. And now we're here. So all these years later, I guess it's been 21 plus, I don't know, give or take, it's kind of fuzzy after a while, but yeah, it's definitely over, over 21 years that we've really, I believe been Growing every day and growing, you know, we're we've not, you know, where we are now, weren't, you know, we weren't start, you know, we didn't start there 21 years. We've definitely grown as far as our faithfulness. So, so Greg, you asked us the question, what has God done for you? And so we just want to take a few minutes to kind of share some of Amen. our story and, and how God has shown his love for us. God did transform our hearts for him when we were not living for or seeking him. And even though we weren't living for the Lord. We still thought we were decent people and we were kind. And for a while, that was enough for us. But as you know, that's not what God wants for us. He wants 
our hearts and our yeah. dedication to him. So like Jason said, as we became parents, we knew we wanted more for our children and God really paved the way for us. We st- still had a lot of sacrificing to do, but decided that God deserved more than what we were giving him. And I, I did say decision because we did have to decide if we wanted cursings or blessings in our lives and the lives of our children. I was not raised in church and my family paid a very heavy price, as did many generations prior to, to me. It was important for me to break those generational curses on my life and to find a better way for our children as well as our future descendants. So mm-hmm. um, Jason talked about his grandfather. and um, Yes, my grandfather was... Pastor Gene Hayden of Life and Abundance Church. He founded it in 1978. I was at that time around seven years old going there. So it was uh, it was a family, definitely a family affair. Grand, both grandparents, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, uh, cousins. Uh, it was a family reunion pretty much every weekend at church. And so when we got together, Jason had the history, he had the background, he knew what we needed to do, and like I said, we weren't living for the Lord, but we knew, I knew that I needed more for our children, and he knew the way, and so we kind of came together, but Jason's going to tell you about some of the ways that once we finally committed to the Lord, of course, the devil really ramped it up and yeah, he came after us. Yeah, he was about that. Once you make that commitment <laughs> to the Lord, yeah, the devil really tries to derail your plans. And, yeah. you know, God God wants you to be faithful uh, no matter what. And so it, it wasn't it wasn't easy, but it definitely uh, you started noticing and feeling some things. And, and one of the things I, that happened was... The devil tried to kill me. I was actually on a job site, and I, I wasn't always a low-voltage technician. I, I was contracting at this time. I'd, I'd quit my job as a, a supervisor, customer service supervisor at an airline and went into business with my brother, and we were actually doing excavation, trenching, underground utility construction type work. And there was a piece of equipment that a salesman had brought out to the job site and was showing us how to work it. And there was something he was trying to show us, and we had to put a wrench on this piece of pipe that spun around. And in doing so, I was trying to move a reposition so I could see better what was going on. And then, the, of course, the, the rod spun, and the wrench flew off. And I just so happened to catch it out of the corner of my eye and I uh, was able to turn and face it, and it actually hit me right in the, the mouth. This wrench isn't the kind that you would have in your garage at home. It's a commercial grade, very heavy, probably 20 pound, uh, maybe two foot long wrench that was uh, cast iron <laughs> wrench. It was, it was not, if you saw the wrench, you, would, you wouldn't believe that I was even still living, but it didn't knock me out, but I, I almost passed out. But uh, it did do some damage to my mouth and my teeth. But through the grace of God, I was protected and and everything's better. Um, I got to go experience uh, the ER and stitches in the mouth and things like that. That's no fun. And then later on, there was another opportunity for the the devil tried to take advantage of. And I was just sitting at a a stoplight. It was in the morning. Uh, I actually remember the day. It was around 9 o'clock in the morning. It was September 26th of 2000. I was um, at, a, at a red light at an intersection in Evansville and I heard tires squealing and I looked up and I just out of nowhere there was this van coming right at me. So 
He wound up, it looked like he was going to hit me right in the hinge of my door on the driver's side, but he actually, uh, right at the last second, it, it, I don't know, I, I believe it was an angel or something, you know, intervened and pushed the van to where it hit me behind my door in the bed of the truck. I was driving a truck at the time. It, it was uh, minimal, any injury, more soft tissue than anything, no broken bones or anything, but the, you know, that opportunity there, the devil tried to, you know, he tried to take me out there too. And there are so yeah. many other instances of, you know, the the devil tried to put brain tumors on me. He, you know, tried to destroy our marriage not once but twice. He tried to destroy my health time and time again. Um, he's tried to kill our son three different times. And I'm going to talk to you about that in a little bit. Our youngest boy, Our youngest Preston. son. But God, God knew the plans he had for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Our God wants to see us succeed and to follow him so he can bless us with his promises. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now, Lord, that that what we're t- what we're talking about today uh, will resonate with someone's spirit that you know they might be struggling with uh, making that commitment they need to make with the Lord and just let them know Lord just send your angels send your spirit Lord just let them know that they just you know a little bit of faith and and just make that commitment it's it's not hard to do just ask the Lord to help you if that desire in, in their heart isn't strong enough, Lord, just I just encourage them to ask to ha- have you help them make that desire a little stronger for you, Lord, and just help them make that commitment, Lord. And we just, we give you all the praise and glory, Lord, and we just love you and we praise you. And we just thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you've you kept us and you've held us in your hand through the years, Lord. And we just love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, looking forward to tomorrow's message and, you know, thinking about those plans. God has plans for all of us, doesn't he? And uh, so looking forward to hearing more from you guys tomorrow. If you want to contact our ministry, you can do so at 812-449-8147. And you can reach Jason and Angie through our ministry also. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.